Are you going to say clap when we clap? No, I'll just clap. Just clap. Okay. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. That was okay. <laughs> you're Richard did me that up. way you're, afterwards. You're I think having Richard, me Richard's trying to mug us off. There's no way there's that much delay. <laughs> me and Justin did it at the same time. <sighs> no, we didn't, James. You did it so much later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget it. Okay, so welcome back to the second episode um, of cool. Old School Friends, joined by one of my best friends, Richard. Hello there. And a newer friend, James, who is still an old friend. But um, hopefully, by the end of this episode, we'll sort of figure out whether or not we would have been friends with James when we were in school. Can I, can I just, can we just slightly revisit the point of, you know, our old school friend has obviously left us, and some people might be wondering why... He's not joining us on the podcast, and I can confirm he's he unfortunately experienced um, a, a career-ending injury from podcasts, and therefore can't be joining us today. He's actually in crutches. Adrian's in crutches at the moment. Um, I still don't yep. know how that affects him speaking, but I just know that he's in crutches, and it was a yoga-related incident in his flat. Did he explain how he ended up on crutches? No, he just asked Esther for some physio advice, and that was it. So he... Um, he decided that he was going to do a little bit of yoga and he decided to get into the sort of uh, sitting down pose where you cross your legs and move on to the next uh, part of yoga, I think. No. And in crossing his legs, no. he managed to uh, destroy his knee so and he's now on crutches. You're joking. <laughs> it was a sitting down. I thought it was like a really difficult <laughs> position. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why he's uh, yeah. That's why he's on crutches. That was Muppet. Yeah. That's why you should never do yoga unless unless <laughs> you're so trained. You I I feel like it's interesting that we're talking about friends because. Um, it's quite interesting who I've got saved on my phone as Richard because when I first had his number, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't really know him that well. I wouldn't say he was like Brilliant. he was sort of a friend of a friend. Um, mm. And I actually, I actually had your surname saved as Richard Honeymoon. <laughs> um, and it just, oh, Justin no. really likes this. Justin really <laughs> likes this story. But people might not know. Not people, <laughs> people might not know that. The week after um, Justin got married to Esther, fantastic wedding. By was the way. a very good wedding. Uh, really nice wedding. Thank you. A really good wedding. Um, Richard was Richard was the best man, and um, One of them. ended up ended up going on the honeymoon with Justin and Esther, and it was a really nice romantic. Come on my honeymoon. It was a great. Oh, sorry, great sorry. Honeymoon. It wasn't a honeymoon. I really, I really it was, enjoyed it. It was the week. It was that holiday you go on a week after your wedding. What's that called again? I've forgotten. Um, like. Wedding, post-wedding holiday or something, yeah. Um, right. But it was just to set the record straight. I feel like I always set the record straight. <laughs> Richard, at that time, was going out with someone um, whose name I won't mention, and um, she got us into like. Have you ever been in, like a really aggressive WhatsApp group? Where it's like, nothing like awful's been said, but someone is driving the WhatsApp group. So she was, she person is basically like a hostage situation <laughs> where she said, which I want to do a couple's holiday. I mean, that's like, oh, cool. That's nice. Obviously thinking, yeah, we, we've just got this little thing of a wedding to plan, but we'll come back to you. 
Next week, she gave us Airbnb selections. And I was like, which one do you think you like? And we're like, oh, do you know what? That one looks quite nice. She booked the Airbnb. <laughs> booked the dates. And then booked flights for you, for Richard and her. So, I mean, Esther, all of a sudden, this, like, hostage situation of, <laughs> obviously, we need to pay for this Airbnb now. And we need to pay for our flights. And then we just left it and forgot about it. Um, and then we got a wedding date, found a dream location. And we were like, oh, something, I think it might clash with something. <laughs> and then we go through our Google Calendar and we're like, you're joking. <laughs> Basically, like, five days after the wedding. We're booked to go to it. Where did we even go? Lake oh, Garden in Italy with Richard and his then girlfriend. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a honeymoon. I just think we that I just think that's really, really great that you're still coming up with this story to tell Esther. <laughs> because, like, if I get if I get married, like, it, I'd like I'd absolutely love it if like one of my best men went on the honeymoon with me. It would be so much fun. So you played it really well. Like it, I'm just impressed. Like that's actually why I want to be your friend. Like because of like I need to learn how to do things like that with you. And Esther's still none the wiser. Fair, Richard, it's we so had great. To, we had oh, an incredible the Aperol spritz there were superb. I have to say. So I was reminiscing on old school times and thinking about the importance that sports plays and thought, well, we know a very sporty person, James. So it'd be good to get James on here um, to get your view on how important sports actually is or was in school and how important it is now. Well, Welcome, James. Thank you, Justin. But I'm I'm surprised because I feel like there is another there's another sport expert amongst there us. There is, three. but I, but I don't um, of course I don't acknowledge Mr. Richard's <laughs> sporting prowess because he gets way too arrogant. <laughs> Richard, did you used to play? What was it you played? Table uh, tennis. I was okay at table tennis. Unfortunately, James beat me when we oh, played okay. uh, a few months ago. But you're so quite competitive. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I'm. No, Richard isn't very good. <laughs> you're at quite competitive. Uh, yeah, I'm. I was. I've been playing table tennis recently with my housemate, actually, and I think I've improved, so maybe I can be more competitive next time. Yeah, I'd rather you made sure that was definitely the case before you <laughs> played it again. It was a bit... What was your main <laughs> sport, Richard? <laughs> Apart from table tennis. Um, badminton. <laughs> I was very good at badminton. <laughs> you joke, but my old form tutor played badminton for England. Oh Big yes, Giles. Giles yeah, he did. But yeah, he was good. Yeah, you're you're pretty much famous, Justin. Um, go on. What was your main sport? Uh, uh, football and rugby. I was I was alright. Yep. Yeah, but for context of people listening, how good were you actually at rugby? Like, I can throw a rugby ball around, but like, we. Um, I was okay. Like, I played at a high level for the age level I was. He's playing it down after you said that he gets very arrogant about it. So you you basically played for Saracens. Um, yep. Southeast. And did you play any England rugby? Uh, I played against England, but Was I never played for England, England, unfortunately. So wasn't that good, clearly. Who were you playing for? You played. How could you play <laughs> against I played, England? I played you for Saracens against England in a warm-up game for the uh, Four Nations, as it was there in the academy. None of that. <laughs> we found a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> that is completely. That is completely. I did. 
good. You don't remember when Man United played in the uh, World Cup? <laughs> that was a good game. It was, it was a warm up, a warm up for the World Cup. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's so much nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to make anything up. Are you going to cut this? Well, hang on. You, you've made this about me. You've made this about me. I understand that James is a very good sportsman. So, so James, you must have played to a competitive level. Let's hear your uh, your background. Um. Not really. I did, interestingly enough, I did. I did used to play badminton. Uh, I think county level. Um, yeah, I would have beaten you. At year that. six. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> that was probably like when I was peaking. Year six. Um, I, I don't. I can't say that I've played at as high a level as Saracens. I currently play for a team in the tenth tier of English football, um, but. You know, and we need nine promotions to be playing against the likes of Mohamed Salah. So, so I'll be getting on a bit by that point. It's not. Oh, let, me, let me let me just check your maths on that one. Um, did did you did you yeah. divide did you divide, <laughs> did you divide it by three, and then and then square root it? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but but did you like sports in, um, um, in school, James? I did actually. I I used to. Yeah, I was big, big fan of sport growing up. I'd say it was sort of like it was number one on my hobbies list that I'd uh, I'd hand in in surveys. Okay, I think so. I had like a completely opposite view to sport in school, especially secondary school. I just wasn't that interested. Like I could play it, which is fine, but I wasn't really that interested in it. And we like went to school with quite a few sports. I have to say, um, well, you're now you're playing yourself down as a sportsman, but actually. So I think in about when we were about fifteen, fifteen or sixteen. So, <laughs> so we we mentioned obviously I was playing rugby and I was I was alright and I'd never been dump tackled at all playing rugby, and I remember a training session we had at school <laughs> where I had the ball, um, I, I picked it up from the floor, and I I went to stand up to kind of look around who I could pass to or or try and run with it, and before I knew it I was in the air lifted about four or five foot off the ground. And I managed to offload the ball, and then Justin, just to rub, Justin's just, feeling so just great. To, here. Just, to, I could just <laughs> to add insult to injury, he didn't actually dump tackle me. He just put me back down on the floor again and carried on as if as if it was just like picking up a parcel. And that, that, that really because the ball had that gone. really brought me back down to earth. I can knit. Literally. <laughs> I can now see why Justin's got a very dubious view of you playing against England. Yes, understandably <laughs> so. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if I can dump that, <laughs> yeah. there is no way he's playing England rugby. I should, I should point out, what weight did you get to when you were at university? Uh, I think I was 20 stone. 20 stone. And that was pretty much muscle, uh, right? Yeah, but yeah, that was that was really big. That I would, If anyone listens to this thinking, well... Goals. Yeah, don't do that because um, for all those people that are now um, moved on from imperial measurements, what is that? In <laughs> those not still um, stuck in the past. I don't. I don't know. Let me. Let me look it up. Stones. It's something like one hundred and twenty kilograms. kilograms, isn't it? Ooh. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Uh, so twenty stone is yeah, one hundred and twenty-seven kg. Big. That's a lot. I had highs and lows in school sports. Another high, because I do love my highs, um, was I hated athletics. I was always really pointless. There was lots of running involved. Um, but then I discovered 
there were these heavy um, spherical objects you could just lob. <laughs> I was like, what is this sport, Mr. Benwell? And he was like, oh, this, this is a shot put. I was like, fantastic. So um, it's brilliant. You you throw it three times and then you're done. <laughs> so I had never been to any athletics tournaments. And I went to the district athletics tournament with like, you were yep. there, Rich, weren't you? You were like doing all of the sports. Uh, 200, 400 discus. They were my key ones, yeah. 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 I was like, I'll nominate myself. And everyone was like, okay, right, what are you going to do? I was like, shot put and that's it. They're like, um, okay, it's going to be a long day. I was like, yeah, long day out of school. So we get there. It's like all the Kent schools are there. And um, yeah, first go, lobbed it pretty far. If you don't say so yourself. No one beat my school. Really? No one beat my distance from my first lob. So I didn't take any others. You just just sat it out. I retired. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a 40-minute coach journey there. I threw the shot at once, Perfect. and then I just walked around watching different things. Did you yeah. get a nice so medal? Gold. Nice. Did you like stand on a podium and all that? Uh, I got uh, a medal. One of those silly medals you get on ribbons. So like, yeah, it's not really a, like a trophy or anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are, those, are all medals like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what. You <laughs> um, no, one no for me was. Um, I'd be related actually. Oh yeah, I was talking to you about this, Rich, recently. Do you remember we were playing, there's a school called Habla-Sharat. I do, I do. Ridiculous name. Um, but we went went to play rugby against them, but it was at a girls' school because they had the biggest yeah. field. Yeah. So, why are you laughing, I, I know what's coming. <laughs> um, so we're there and I was on the coach day, I was like really quiet, which not like me. I used to play the music on the rugby like. You used to listen to Keen and Elbow and Coldplay on the way to rugby matches, which I thought was brilliant. Really hypes you up for the game. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was listening to it full volume, sucked myself up. So I was feeling a bit ill, so I wasn't listening to anything. So we were playing, and it's all good. And just before half time, I was like, "Ah, oh, I now know what's wrong with me." Like I just came out of the um, scrum, so I just walked off the pitch as the game was going on. Mr. Anderson was like, "What are you doing?" I was like. I'm going to be honest with you, sir. I've literally just shut myself. <laughs> so he subbed me off, and I spent the next, I think it was like 15 minutes in the toilets of the um, girls' changing rooms, just like constant stream of diarrhea. Oh, no. Um, and then I came out, and um, yeah, we were, <laughs> I think we were pretty much done. I think we had a few more minutes left. I was like, oh, so can I come back on? And he just looked at me and was like, go sit on the bus. So that was it. That was the end of my um, rugby game. I just sat on the bus for the rest of it. So that was a big low. You, Richard, play sports in uni, so did you, James. What were... Now, this is the main thing that put me off sports at uni. Talk to me about this weird... <laughs> I know what you're going to yeah. say. <laughs> what? Of initiation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What what is that about? It's because um, that's not in any of our like club sports growing up. And then suddenly you get to uni and it's it's a whole a bonding thing. experience, allegedly. <laughs> I I feel as though you've got a great story, Richard. You went to last right? Yeah. Um, so at Loughborough, I played for the rugby team, and uh, so this would have been two thousand and ten. I joined the team. 
and uh, they did indeed have an initiation. I've heard of some pretty horrific ones, um, which were probably worse than this one, but this one was fairly bad. Uh, so we had to turn up with a bucket full of different types of alcohol. I think we had some cider, we had some vodka, whatever else it was. We had to arrive at the fountain uh, at Loughborough campus in um, about November time. So it was freezing cold. In fact, it was so cold that the ice in the fountain had uh, frozen on its way out of the, the fountain. So it was, uh, it was pretty poor. And uh, we had to turn up in our uh, speedos and goggles and swimming hat and nothing else. And we had to have a bag of our hair that we shaved off of our body. So, uh, yep. Sorry, <laughs> yep. sorry, what? What do you mean? You have to no, shave no, so your head. all of our bodily hair, apart from the hair on our head, was in play. What? That was the rules. Um, okay, that is absolutely. You also foul. had to. Well, like, so leg, leg hair, chest that's hair. Correct, that's correct. And if you if you had not back shaved hair, a portion of your hair. hair on your body, you were in line for a punishment. So that was some punishments dealt out on that. Okay. Um, Surely there are alarm bells you going. You also <laughs> had to wear fake tan. You had to wear fake tan for it. Second and alarm so, bell. Unfortunately right. for me, we had a game the day of the initiation, and I thought that everyone was going to wear their fake tan for the game because it was pretty much straight afterwards. So I, I tanned up the night before, turned up to the game in white kit. Um, and no one else had done their fake tan at this point. Oh, so no. I was I was genuinely called, oh, I was marked as the orange man. It was like, take down the orange man when I got the ball. Um, and and I just, yeah. Yeah. so I was awful. very, very orange. Uh, so yeah, so we, we turn up initiation oh, in, nice. in this kind of state with our fake tan, with no hair on our bodies, a bunch of alcohol. We then had to give 10 pounds over to uh, the guys who were, were running the initiation who were all wearing masks. And it was kind of, you know, seven or eight at night. So it's pretty dark at this point. We can't really see who's who. And then we were put through a bunch of different tasks, which were fairly inhumane, I think it's fair to say. Um, and included things. What, <coughs> I, I, can, I can elaborate. Uh, <laughs> things like uh, apple bobbing in everybody's uh, hair that was was in a pool of different things you had to collect from there with your mouth, uh, such as well, I guess apples in this instance. Uh. Um, we uh. had. I mean, we were pelted <laughs> with eggs in our oh, speedos to uh, to make us run faster when we were doing certain things, which actually really hurts. <laughs> There is an unbelievable homoerotic undertone. <laughs> oh, it was, it was very strange. So I think weird. the worst one was you had to um, you had to pour a bottle of uh, cider down someone's back, and then the other person had to drink it from below them. So you'd literally be you'd be drinking <laughs> no. maybe cider from someone's ass crack, essentially. <laughs> At what point do you just say no? Uh, probably about the point where they said your punishment is a live fish that you're not going to swallow. That was where it got a bit. Oh. bit How big's this fish? I mean, a normal goldfish. That was. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Why was that the tipping point? Uh, oh no, I, I think the tipping point was way before that. It's just at the point where you actually felt as though you could say no. It was really around that point. <laughs> <laughs> Mine doesn't actually reach to Richard's levels. Going, we went on football tour, and I think football tour was more intense than initiation. And we had to have, um, oh. we were given 
like in pre-drinks, people would write down dares to do during the night out, okay. and then we'd, you'd pick them Classic. up, you'd like, obviously, lucky dip, take one, you had to do it, and if you didn't do it, by the next day, your punishment, your like dare was even worse or whatever. I think the worst one was someone had to do a dump in a glass and then walk round with the glass the whole night, which had their like excrement in. Oh, That's my disgusting. Word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Actually, actually Sorry, on that, what? so the worst story I have heard for an initiation, and and this was this was a story someone an old an old PE teacher told me. <laughs> Um, so I don't know how how valid this is, but I'll tell the story anyway. Far too close. Um, to apparently, there's there's a university somewhere in the UK that basically has some kind of room that's a little bit like a, a bowl. So everyone kind of ends up in the middle of the room, and it's it's kind of shaped like a bowl. And um, so what <laughs> what they did was what the what the guys did for this rugby team was they put everyone in there for their initiation, and then they. Locked them in there for 24 hours. That was their initiation. Which doesn't sound so bad. Just in speedos. Until you think about everyone being there for 24 hours, not being able to leave the bowl, and what you need to do. You know, you need to go to the toilet. You end up being sick because people have been to the toilet in there. It, it must have been so rough. Oh. So, yeah. Uh. <laughs> also, this is definitely your initiation. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's someone I know, and they're like, their dog's old owner went to uni. <laughs> Fine, it was yeah, me. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. My old, um, my old hairdresser's dog walker was telling me this mad story. <laughs> This is definitely you, Richard. No, it's disgusting. Not at all. It was definitely the. It was definitely Orange Man. But if you were locked in a dark room, why would you need the fake that? I don't understand. <laughs> right, I think we're about at the time where we've got a couple of questions yep. for you, James. Okay, go on. Just like not many, not many. Um, We've definitely prepared these. So we need to, you know, having lost our friend, obviously our old school friend, we need to make new school friends. So therefore, you know, we have a couple of questions to establish whether or not we would have been friends with you. To make sure it's an adequate replacement. Exactly. Okay, go on. Okay. So what happens if I, is there a right and wrong answer? There's just answers. So James, why do you want to be our friend? Um, I'm pretty sure you have got in contact with me rather than you. <laughs> uh, good, fair, good answer. Good answer. That's a really good point, actually, Rich. To be like in the same same remote room as someone that's played against England would be just like such an honour. <laughs> um, so you know that's probably the main reason. Nice. Okay. Yep. I can get behind that. Um, what football team do you support, James? Oh. <laughs> uh, That's my question. Um, it's funny, I was thinking of bringing this up, actually. Um, so I support the mighty Sunderland Football Club. Sunderland Athletic Football Club. People, Some people don't realise we've got an athletic in our name. Sure, I'll um, just shock you yeah, there, because on. people listening won't be able to detect your northeast England <laughs> accent. Uh, it's because... At the moment, you sound I'm very, I'm very good at 
joining in with the people around me. So you're both from Ken. <laughs> so I tried to put yeah. a social um, chameleon, if you will. No, so I actually grew I actually grew up in the beautiful city of Bath. And um, if people know their geography, <laughs> they'll be aware that there aren't any Premier League teams anywhere near near Bath, or there haven't haven't been in in my lifetime. Um, and I don't know if people are familiar with Championship Manager, or in particular the 2000 to 2001 edition. Um, and Sunderland needed a manager. They came to me. They'd seen my uh, <laughs> my track record in the in the lower leagues, and I became manager of them. And you know the love story continues now i'm still 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 loving them um and it got to that age when it was really uncool to like switch which football team you support and then i was stuck with sunderland um and yeah it's it's sort of been pretty downhill since then but we have got a netflix documentary okay. about us yeah that's it. true it's quite quite a positive one actually really uplifting <laughs> yeah really uplifting <laughs> showing us in the third tier of english football um, yeah. And staying there. Yeah, I like that. Good love story right there. Final question. Yeah. Um, and this will really confirm for me personally, Richard, whether or not we would be friends with James in school. Okay, so you are playing tight head drop. Okay. Yeah. We're in the scrum together. You know, let's just say I'm next to you. Okay. So that for the context of this question, okay. and we're about to, we're about to engage mm-hmm. um, with the other team scrum, and I turn to you and say, "Oh, James, I think I've just shot myself." <laughs> as as my friend in year eleven of secondary school, what do you say to me, and what do you do at that point? What <laughs> <laughs> a question. Like it, I, I'm being vulnerable with you in the scrum, <laughs> an intimate place. <laughs> no one else can hear it, just you. Um, I think because you've been so, you've been so intimate with me at this moment, um, I'd have to like reciprocate, and maybe I'd divulge that I'd be. <laughs> You'd shout yourself as well. You'd no, I <laughs> go with him. Just back him. I'd, back I'd, him. I'd, I'd then shit. I'd shit my. I'd re- try really hard to shit myself as well. Just so <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a true sign of friendship. That is a true sign of friendship. Yeah. It would also. De- it would also depend on like how important the game is. Um, yeah. What what time it is in the game? Do I just like still grab hold of your buttocks and still sort of. <laughs> push myself into the scrum um i think i think you're playing that position fairly incorrectly i have to say you would just need to hook around my arm sorry i got a bit carried away it was an intimate moment you've made a whole new kind of alliance okay. there in the scrum justin what well, I'm sold, Rich. I'd be friends with him. <laughs> Based on I that, I have to alone. say that the support there was was brilliant from James. I would, uh, I'd definitely be friends with him at school. 